0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to What Do You Say Anime, I am your host Peter and on today's episode I will be doing a solo adventure and I will be adding on to my part of my like overrated underrated series that I did before. And I'm going to do my top 10 most underrated anime that I've personally seen. Now this isn't the underwatch thing that you might see on like Twitter if you're familiar where people will say like oh, this, an- this anime is so underrated and they will link like Attack on Titan or Noragami or Mob Psycho. No, 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 no. This is going to be my personal opinion based off of like the MAL rankings or like any list ranking or ratings and then my personal ratings. So that's how I kind of like determined what I thought was like underrated and since it's my personal list, I'm just going to do it however I want. So I hope you have fun. I hope you can maybe find shows that if you are familiar with my taste and you enjoy that, these shows maybe will resonate with you and you'll have a good time with it. So, before we jump into it, I just want to say thank you if you are a first-time or long-time listener. I don't really do these solo episodes all too often, but every now and then I throw it in here just to... When I feel like talking a little bit, and I feel like talking a little bit. So, we're going to jump right in. Number 10, my most under number 10 most underrated anime of all time. And that is Asobi Asobase. Now, Asobi Asobase, to me... It reminds me of one of my really good friends from high school his name was kyle and his high school senior quote was fart jokes will always be funny and to me that's what Asobi asobase is it is a hilarious fart joke in the form of an anime uh it takes place in high school like most anime do but the cool part about it is that it normally just revolves revolves around these three main characters and they're all females so The fun part about this is we kind of get like a different perspective of like, um, fart joke comedy. I'll put it that way because I think when you, if I say the word fart joke, you probably lean towards the guys and I don't blame you. Um, it's really like this fun, quirky style of show where they do the most random stuff where they'll play rock, paper, scissors. And then if you lose rock, paper, scissors, you have to like look a direction. If you don't get the right direction. Uh, they'll, like, shove fingers up your nose, and that's, like, something that, like, I feel like that resonates with, with something that, like, boys do, and also Asabasa awesome, kind of, like, flips the switch, and it was really fun to, like, experience that in a comedy-style show. To me, it's one of the funniest animes I've ever seen in my entire life. It's absolutely hilarious. I wish we got more. It's only one season, 12 episodes, and then we got, like, a two-episode OVA, which was just, like, silly hijinks and stuff like that, but... It's, like, a really just fun, interesting style of comedy shows that we don't really see. It's, like, a more... How would I put it? Like, lewd version of Nishi Joe, Where... Lewd's probably the bad way to put it, but... Nishijo is pretty, like, wholehearted, like, hilarious slapstick t- style of comedy. Where this is also the same thing, but, like, they, like, turn it up, like, a little bit. Where they'll be put in more, like, cringe situations. More... Maybe risque situation stuff like that, where they deal with. Um, there's like an episode where like they bring a swimming pool and like a kiddie pool into the classroom. And they don't want their teachers to find out. A teacher does, but they lock the door, and he sees like the water. So instead, they just act like it's pee or something like that. Stupid shit like that. And I'm probably describing it horribly, but it's honestly one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. And if you like that style of comedy. I think you should check it out. It's kind of maybe like Psyche K a little bit, like that style of like stupid style of humor. And if you're a fan of that, I would definitely recommend you go check out Also Be Also Base. I've tried recommending it to Anime Club like a bunch of times, but for some reason nobody wants to watch this hilarious show, which is everybody else is lost. But this show is fantastic. I believe it's on Crunchyroll. So if you haven't checked it out and you're looking for something to laugh to also be also base is one of the funniest animes i've ever seen in my entire life i gave it a 10 it's perfect i should say it's perfect there's definitely flaws to it but like it's a really good show and i think you should check it out if you are leaning more towards you know something different in this the anime style of comedy where it's just pure comedy and that's what this is no drama no romance it's just comedy it's hilarious go check out also be also base if you haven't already number nine this is a movie from I believe 2009 or 2010 and it resonates with me with a lot because it deals with a few things that I absolutely love seeing in anime and something that's dear to me in my personal life and that is the movie Summer Wars and Summer Wars combines two things that I really enjoy talking about, watching, listening, experiencing in real life and that is video games and family. I love my I love my family, my family is fantastic, they're some of my best friends and i I'm a huge gamer i love video games so when you combine those two into a great style movie like this you get summer wars so summer wars takes place in like recent times and if you've seen this you know what i'm talking about but we get this conflict of something's falling to earth we need to use like this oasis style system like ready player one if you've seen something like that that everybody in the world uses and using this, like, oasis style of thing, um, of like environment will, uh, try to prevent, uh, this ca- like catastrophe. I'll put in quotation marks. It's not like Armageddon where a asteroid the size of Houston is going to land on Earth and, like, destroy, like, 300 million lives. Not to that extent. It's pretty, like, in anime terms, it's a pretty minor catastrophe, which sounds awful, but it's that style of catastrophe. I'll put in. In like layman's terms like really really broad terms uh yeah and it, it has like a wonderful cast you get to see like a really fun dynamic between like a large group of a, like of a family like if this the main character they're all at like his grandma's house and there's like he has like 12 uncles you know uh everybody has like their own personality while they're also dealing with this event that's happening in real life and then just figuring out like things as you go along with it so it was just one of those movies where i watched it and i kind of read the premise before going into it i'm like video games like catastrophes like what what's what's going on like how this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me and then i watched it and i was like oh this movie was absolutely fantastic it's funny it might make you cry it's got a pretty fun like um like romance hints into that stuff like as well not with the family members i'll put that way it's anime so you know you gotta you gotta watch out but it was just like a really interesting story and i know like a lot of um anime fans are like huge gamers and stuff like that but i know a lot of them haven't really seen summer wars and i think a lot of the times where we see these styles of like movies or shows the dramatic elements are like turned up pretty high and this is for the most part is pretty lighthearted there's the family drama that you see and like any family situation that you like ever deal with like there's always going to be that one aunt who drinks too much and says something there's always going to be that one uncle who's probably racist like let's be real that every family probably has one of those two i would probably guess but you get to see that dynamic and but that's like kind of the part of like family like not everybody's perfect you can't pick your family but you're stuck with them and we get to see that dynamic in the movie like i think it's portrayed like extremely well if not one of the best in anime that i've seen and that type of like element of a family style story like really resonates with me because my family is quirky and we have that aunt and we have that uncle and it's just like oh yeah i can pick up on these on these things that i see and at the same time we have like this element of we have the, these characters who don't want to be in the family they want to be in their room playing video games oh uh, me and so we have like the, those characters that i could resonate with and overall the show the movie is really fun and it's a type of dynamic that we really don't often see in movies where we have a cast of 15 people in a movie something like your name is probably maybe something closer to that where we have like the grandma the sister the dad uh like the co-workers and stuff like that where we probably have like a cast of like memorable people to like nine or ten people or something like that along those lines some wars kind of the same thing a little bit more extended family where we're in like that 15 people range and not like i said before not many movies do that style and incorporate something like video games like an oasis like this like other world inside of our world and make it lighthearted and that's what summer wars was to me and it's why it's one of my most underrated movies in anime in general i think it's fantastic and i think everybody should check it out if you haven't so number nine summer wars moving on to number eight is a show that came out pretty recently in fact it came out last year it was one of my top anime of last year. I can't talk about this enough. And it got the hype. It got hype when it, like, was airing. And I feel like this seems kind of died out. But I do feel like, in the end, that this is probably going to be, like, a cult classic style of of, of a show. And that's Akudama Drive. And Akudama Drive is a cyberpunk-style show set in, I don't know, let's say, like, a 100 years from now. And sort of a utopian japan ruled by Kind of like authority like kind of forceful authority. It's kind of like behind-the-scenes Like authoritarianism, but like you get to see it more as the story develops on its anime Suicide Squad But unlike the movie Suicide Squad, this is good. This is really good it takes place or our main character just the dynamic of the character I don't want to do like too many spoilers in case people haven't seen it, but the main character is her name is she goes by Swindler. Is it Swindler? Now I'm blanking. Now that I started talking, give me one second. But the story is like, there's seven main characters. Each one has like a, um, like a trait. One is like a courier. He has like a super cool, um, like motorcycle and like, he'll deliver anything as long as you don't get in his way type of thing. Um, we have, like, a hacker. We have the brawler who's the muscle. We got the hoodlum who is kind of, like, um, I don't know, the, the dude. We have, like, the doctor who – really fun character, I'll put it that way. Um, there's a lot of, like, elements to her that we don't know if it's a girl, how old this person is. Uh, it was a really fun discussion while it was going on. Yeah, Swindler. So, Swindler is the main character. And her – just her – like overall like her character that she got wrapped up in this mess she's not actually like this criminal and these criminals are called the akudama she kind of just gets like falls into it on accident and in the end she is the ultimate person and it's really fun how they interact with each other and how the story progresses with these seven different types of uh i'll put them just as criminals that's i mean that's kind of how they're portrayed but then you have like that whole like government thing where like or is the government the criminal are these people actually the good guys that type of thing there's a lot of fun dynamics in this show where you kind of have to like pick and choose like the side you're on or the, the characters that you side with or how you view like society as a whole because there's as the story progresses and develops that you find out more and more about this quote unquote, like utopian world that they're living in. And you know what, maybe not everything is, uh, everything is as peachy as it looks type of thing. And it's a really fun story. The, the animation is so good. Um, it, it absolutely blew me away. I believe it won. It was either first or second place last year for my, um, like top animation. The style, the art direction is just incredible how they use like the neon, Style in anime is not really often seen and kind of just like the character designs were also really well done Just the art in the show is really good If you're like a fan of like technical stuff like I am you'll appreciate the sound direction You'll appreciate the art direction the character design the lighting stuff like that. That's what Akudama Drive does really well and to me it was one of the best anime I've I saw last year I believe I gave it, I think it was like number three overall for me last year. Uh, it was just a wonderful show. And I do think that it got the hype that it got when it aired. But like I said before, it's a style, this style of show I believe will be like a cult classic down the road. I think people will reference like, hey, we don't really have like an X style of show. Or like Akujama is that style of show. It's kind of like it's a class of its own. I'm a big fan of like... The Suicide Squad style of show. So if you haven't checked out Akudama Drive yet, I would highly recommend checking it out. I give it a 10. I love it. We get a director's cut very soon. I forgot what that entails. Um, But yeah, so if you haven't checked out Akudama Drive yet, check out Akudama Drive. It's like 12 episodes. And to me, it was plenty. I got a full story and I got what I needed. Number six. Number six. Oh, sorry. Number seven. We'll get the number six after number seven. show is great i love this show so much i think in terms of when i'm enjoying a show writing fun is just as important as writing as like a compelling story or compelling characters and i believe that this show does that in like a very silly way that we kind of do see from i'll put it isekai in quotation marks because it's the easiest way to describe it even though i don't think it is technically an isekai but you can hopefully you understand what I'm saying when I say this, and that is Bofry. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. So Bolfry is just a you have this girl who has a friend who wants to play games with her, and she's like, sure, I've never done it before, let's do it she ends up picking up the game her friend is has like safer test, so she's like all level while you're gone type of thing it's like an mmo rpg if you're familiar with like world of warcraft or something like that it's like that style of game and what she ends up doing is because she has no guidance or anything like that she kind of is learning on the go by herself for the first time and she hates pain and she doesn't want to be hurt or anything like that so what she ends up doing is maxing out all of her stats into defense and it turns out that that style of gameplay in the world that they're in isn't really hasn't really been seen before and then things progress from there so you end up meeting a bunch of cool characters you get klein from sword art online who looks exactly like klein but it's not um you meet like other guilds that they're like fighting against you get to meet her like best friend eventually down the road that they play together and they have like she's like the offense to her defense it's really fun and you get like characters or they just meet along the way where they're the main character's name is Maple. And you find characters that are like similar to Maple and they join a team and they have a bunch of fun together. And it's one of those shows where I was watching it I was like the only thing that this show is doing is it's like it's it's a I'm having way more fun than I would if I was watching Sword Art. I'm having way more fun if I was watching Log Horizon. And that, that's like what clicked to me. I'm like this show is fun. This show is hilarious. This show, I'm having such a great time with these characters. And that sort of clicked to me. I was just like, I really don't have those shows that often where I'm just sitting down and I'm having an absolute blast with whatever they're doing on screen. The closest thing that to me was like laid back camp where I'm just watching girls camp and I'm having an absolute blast watching it. Both Free is the same thing. It's Just people playing a video game in this augmented reality, whatever, servers that they're in. And I'm just having fun with it. And they're having fun with it. And when they have fun, I have fun. It's funny how that works out. Bofuri was an absolute blast. We actually are getting like a second season, I believe in 2022. So I'm so jacked for that. Bofuri was an absolute delight. It came out of nowhere. Maple herself, the character... Was one of my girls of the year last year. She was an absolute joy. She's so much fun. They do so many unique things that you don't normally don't see in these RPG style animes. Um, I'm going to give like a very slight spoiler if you haven't seen it yet. But there's like a scene where she has no offense. But she's like super strong. And she's fighting. I think it's like a Hydra or something like that. Where she's losing her life so so slow. That she's, she just like, is like sitting there, like slowly, like dying, I guess in the game. She's like, I I, I don't have any weapons. I can't do anything. Like, how do I defeat this like Hydra monster that's attacking me? And she's like, I'm just going to eat it. And then she just starts biting the Hydra and eventually because she's losing health so little, her offense is doing just a little bit more than what her defense is. So she wins the fight eventually by like biting and eating a hydra oh, excuse me my voice is uh getting dry but I, I, it is just one of those shows I was just like that's that's genius like normally you you like Deus ex machina and that's in that sense like oh so uh, the hero comes running through and you know like Oh, I'll save you, little girl. And then the guy with the big sword chops off the Hydra's head and the day is saved. But nope, not Bofri. What Bofri does is, like, I'm so gonna eat ya. <laughs> and by eating it, she, like, gains, like, poison resistance over time. She, like, she gets, like, these poison spells because she's she ate this poison snake Hydra thing. It's just hilarious to me that... They do these quirky style of show or quirky style of like offense and defense and it works. It absolutely works. It was so much fun. It was an absolute blast. It was one of my favorite shows when it came out. It was a must watch for me. I can't wait for season two. If you're a fan of because they're pumping them, they we, we kind of took a break in terms of season anime of these style of shows. But as of recently, it seems like we're getting more and more and more again. We're kind of getting like a, a second wave of these style of shows. And most of them are god-awful. If you are looking for that style of show and haven't seen Balfoury yet, I think you should absolutely go check out Balfoury. It's on Funimation. It has a dub. If you're a dub person, I thought the sub was wonderful. I would definitely recommend the sub over the dub if you have a choice, but I would rather you just watch the show instead. That would be my personal preference. And (laughs) And then get back to me if you... If you do end up watching the show, because to me, this is one of the most fun that I've ever had with a show. So my number seven goes to Bovary. Number six, this show, very, very, very recent. And by very recent, I mean, it came out last season. Uh, The show absolutely blew me away. I had no idea what to expect when I saw it. I was like, oh, cool. It's a show. It's got cute girls and they're doing motorcycles. It's Super Cub. This one of my absolute favorite slices of life of all time. I love Super Cub. If you haven't seen my review of this show, I'm kind of, or if you have, I'm kind of going to repeat myself because it's kind of the same take. So, but it still like resonates with me to this day and why I feel so strongly about Super Cub. So Super Cub is about a girl. She has no parents. She lives by herself. She goes to school on a scholarship. She's pretty poor. She's just like chilling whatever. Doesn't really have like a life. Still doesn't have a social network of, of anything. She's riding her bike to school and one day she notices somebody riding a like moped style. um, uh, Like motorcycle. She's like oh that catches her eye. She's like what is that? Ooh, What is that? And she does some more digging, some more research. She finds out like what a super cub is and she has like some money saved up. She finds a nice old man who is selling a super cub and that begins the entire journey of super cub she's able to meet new friends she's able to have a social life she's able to adventure where before she was a hermit crab she was stuck inside of her apartment doing nothing eating the same food every day doing the same thing every day going to school coming home doing nothing or whatever that type of that type of uh lifestyle and what super cub does what did to me and why i resonated with so much was finding a passion or a hobby where you weren't expecting it at all. And to me, I've had a, a, a few. Um if you don't know, I played uh Magic the Gathering. I when I started, I was playing it with my friends. This is actually a really interesting story. Uh I live in Minnesota. One day it was March, we got like 18 inches of snow, we were snowed in, but luckily I lived like really close to a Target and I had four other roommates at the time. And we're like, Hey, how about we go pick up some magic packs and let's draft or something like that. Like, like we used to when we were kids, I'm like, I haven't done this in 15 years, but like, you know what? We're snowed in. There's nothing else to do. Let's do it. So I picked up magic, the gathering, um, play, we did drafts and it, it, it hooked me. It absolutely hooked me. 18 months later, I was on the pro tour. Um, not to brag, but here's my pro tour pass. I got to go to Madrid, Spain, and play on the Pro Tour for Shadows Over Innistrad, if you're familiar with Magic. And it's just one of those things where I found a passion and a hobby where I wasn't looking for it, and it just clicked with me, and it changed—it literally changed my life. And anime is also the same thing, where I watched i watched some anime when I was like a kid. I watched like, you know, Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, that type of stuff like that. And then it wasn't until I was like 26 where my best friend showed me Food Wars, and that just hit me like a bag of rocks i was like what the fuck why haven't i been watching anime my entire life like this is crazy like anime is so much fun and i got hooked and i've been hooked ever since as you can tell by my background i got manga if you're watching this on audio versions um we do have a youtube and i have visual content if you're interested but i mean i even have a tattoo of guts Uh, like it changed my life forever like And I'm going to my co-host's wedding in two months. Like, all because of anime. All because I watched Food Wars with my friend. That That whole thing changed my entire life forever. Super Cub. That's what Super Cub is. It's finding this hobby, finding this passion where you weren't looking for it. And then all of a sudden, it's like you meet the friends that you never would have met before. And they're your best friends. And they're your family. And you do anything for them. It's just like... That's crazy. I wouldn't have done this if I didn't ride a motorcycle and that's what Super Cub is. It's so much fun. Um, I really hope we get a second season. It seems like the production was like whatever. Um, There are some really cool things about the show that were really good like the art and the sound design was really good and like the visuals like the effects were really good. But overall, like, I can tell, like, the budget for the show wasn't super high. That's why I'm crossing my fingers that we get a second season for Super Cub. Otherwise, I'm definitely reading the manga eventually. I will absolutely read this manga on God. But hopefully you enjoyed my story of why I enjoyed Super Cub so much. Um, but if you're a fan of these, like, cute girls doing cute things, it's cute girls doing motorcycles. But there's a, a whole nother underlying thing to it, and it's the friendships along the way that you meet, it's the passions that you find, it's the new food that you experience with them, it's the new drinks you experience with your friends that you never would have had before if you didn't start picking up something, that's kind of like the whole vibe that I got with it, it's like just do something, find something that you like and just run with it and whether it is motorcycles or anime or I don't know, soccer, do something and have fun with it and that's what i loved about super cub and that's why it's one of my most underrated anime of all time i've actually now i talked about i feel like i should bump the score up on this but love super cub it's incredible it's like 12 episodes it's on funimation go check it out number five is a show that i really it has a really hard selling point because of the art and a lot of people get drawn off by cg anime and i don't blame them It's honestly not the most appealing thing to look at, but to me, it's not that bad. This show kind of was one of the first, like, five anime that I watched when I started really getting into anime. I was like, oh, these are the type of stories that we can get into when we're involved in this medium. And that's called Knights of Syndonia. Knights of Syndonia is a, like, space mecha that takes place on a... Essentially, all of humanity is dead except for... These people that live in this giant floating, like, <laughs> space castle. I'll just put it that way. Make it visually. So they're floating through space. Uh, there's these monsters, these things that, like, attack them. And in order to defend it, they fight in these giant mechs. And the main character is... He was kind of like a... I guess the version of, like, a homeless person in this world. He essentially, like, lived in like their sewers and like their vents and stuff like that and while everybody was asleep he would go into their like virtual reality like test things that they had to like practice fighting and do that like all night and one day they're under attack he gets into a mech and he's like the best fighter pilot of these mechs anybody's ever seen because he practices eight hours a day every day for like 12 years or something like that so that's kind of the premise of the story he becomes he gets more involved in like the society the people he becomes i shouldn't say like a hero but he is definitely like the top like mech person mech pilot that they have kind of darling in the franks-esque ish um that's probably like a more popular thing i can reference i it's it definitely has like its differences like it's not darling and the franks there's like not as much like romance and stuff like that it's really focused on like the political drama of them like surviving and also like these insanely cool cg mech battles and that's why it's hard to i, I just said it cg and mech two two genres two types of things that like people really get drawn away from uh, mechs not the most popular genre especially this day and age and CG can be very hit and miss. And Isis and can be very hit and miss when it comes to its animation. But I feel like the overarching story, the characters, and what the show kind of like resembles is what what like I got drawn into because it's a very unique style of show. I really enjoyed like this is humanity's last hope. They have to survive because if the space castle that they're on gets destroyed, all the humans are dead. And so it's like, well, we gotta do anything that we can in order to survive. And things happen in the show. It's just like, oh yeah, that would definitely happen on a space castle. And it's just one of those. It, it it's just it's just really hard, like I said before, to recommend the style of show. But it's really good. It's really good, especially if you get drawn into like the underdog hero style sh- story. Um, if you like my hero, this character is like a better Deku. I honestly, to be honest um it's like a really i had to get my my hero shot in sorry you know once per episode you know the vibes it's that style of show it's mech i know i get it but you should definitely check out a few episodes it's on netflix i believe we're getting like the third season movie really soon like it's still an ongoing thing so if you're interested maybe check out nice of um to me it was just it was i thought it was very underrated it's not really talked about it's it's one of those underhyped under rated shows to me and to me is i really enjoyed it check it out if that's your thing if not i don't blame you number four we're going back to fun this show is so much fun i blew my blew me away absolutely blew me away by this show and it's a style of show that i very very rarely watch and very rarely give a good grade when i do watch it most of the time these styles of shows i drop or you know, if it, if it's like a seasonal, it's like the last on the list to watch. But this show is so good. It's an idol show. It's called D4DJ. Um, so it's idols, but you add turntables to it. Seems silly, but guess what? It is. Uh, the characters in the show are so good. The voice acting is beyond what it should be for this style of show. It's a gotcha game. It makes sense um it's definitely presented kind of like a gacha game but i just had so much fun with this show it was incredible it was such a fun watch um basically what it is is you have your shonen tournament arc at a uh i believe it's an all-girls school so they're at all-girls school um the big thing is like these like edm style music with djing and with idle performances that's the thing that they like doing at their school and so they get the shonen tournament arc where all the best students are all the best groups from the school compete in this tournament and the new girl the quirky blonde hair girl who's just super over the top everything just makes the show it was so much fun to watch um the music is actually pretty good there's some hit and misses But you get introduced to a bunch of different styles of these, like, I don't want to say EDM because, but that's like the easiest way to put it. So hopefully you understand what I'm saying when I say like EDM style, but you have these high bass songs with like pop vocals and then they have like choreography dances. But each one kind of has like their own unique like style. Like one is... The main group they're they're called happy around that's their group their group is all about being happy and guess what that's what they do they have they have super happy upbeat songs it's super fun and they do all that stuff we have like a group called photon maiden who is like sci-fi ish it seems like and they kind of have like that type of vibe and you get introduced like the big powerhouse of the school called peaky peaky and they're just like they're the all-stars they can do everything they're the best And just like the dynamics between them having fun it's just like it's a sports anime but they used it's a sports tournament anime but instead of a physical i i mean they definitely use physical stuff but like instead of like a sports competition it's just dj music and choreography and i had absolute blast it's so much fun um once again i think writing fun is just as important as writing like a compelling story and this does both man my throat's really dry so bear with me i'm sorry if i'm pausing but d4dj even if you don't like idol anime or if you've never seen an idol anime or you're just intrigued by cute girls doing edm stuff check out d4dj i most people who watch this show that aren't fans of idols were just like yeah this show kind of slaps i'm like yeah it really does it's really good Uh, d4dj it's on crunchyroll there's also like a one minute mini series that's like currently airing on youtube i have no idea how many episodes it is but i think they're on like episode 23 but the game in like japan makes a gazillion dollars it's more popular it makes i just say more popular but it makes more money than love live only um hypnosis mike makes more money than d4dj in terms of like these gotcha music games so crossing my fingers for a second season for d4dj but i would definitely recommend this if you are a fan of idols if you're a fan of music if you're a fan of fun or if you've never experienced it like i would highly recommend checking out d4dj it's super fun number three number three was an absolute delight to me What this show did was it took an adult story without focusing on, like, the romance. Because if a lot of times where if we do, if we are lucky enough, anime fans are lucky enough, and we get a story about a character who is older than 18, it usually has this, like, romantic element about it. And this show kind of does, but it's in a very different way that they do it. And the show is called Wave Listen to Me. Now, Wave Listen to Me is a story about a waitress... Who gets dumped by her boyfriend. She gets... Like, what do you do when you break up with... Or your boyfriend breaks up with you? You drink. That's what you do. You drink. That You, you get over them. Um, there's other ways you... Other things you do when you're drunk. But she does a very interesting thing that she does. She starts bitching super, super loud at the bar. Super loud to everybody. And rambles, rambles, rambles. All this stuff like that. And catches the attention of a like radio director and she's and he's like this girl's like she's got spunk she's got something like i bet we can do something with this and so while she's rambling on about like how men are garbage and men are trash which they are by the way um he's like okay that that super drunk rant you went on last night at the bar how about we turn that into a radio show and it's a Kind of like Super Cub where you're taking an opportunity, you're finding something that you weren't looking for and going with it and finding this passion in it while like doing other things in your life. So she's still a waitress and she's kind of like a hustler where she's like, okay, I want to do this radio show, but they aired at three o'clock in the morning. So how do I manage my personal life? How do I manage rent? How do I manage my second job? all this stuff along with like being an adult and we really don't see that in anime a lot because normally there's like that romantic interest or something like that not in this one she is too busy taking care of turtles her 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 roommate's turtles to find love right now i do think down the road that there's definitely hints of like there's going to be something with some characters but it's really not like uh, i feel like it's not like a focal point of the show i think the focal point is like managing a bunch of bullshit as an adult and that's what wave listened to me was i thoroughly enjoy this show i wish the manga had better art the art in the manga is really bad and that's kind of a turnoff why i haven't read more past the anime but it does it's still in serialization and i see it on barnes and noble every now and then so my hope is that it maybe gets a second season sometimes but That being said, the main character in this show, if you watch the show, I think it has a dub, do not watch this dub. You have to watch this show sub. I'm gatekeeping right now. You have to watch this show subbed. The girl's voice actress in this show, it was her, I believe her first main role and her second role ever as a voice actress. And it is my second favorite voice acting performance of all time. Number one for females, only Okabe in Steins Gate is better than this. She... You can literally just like close your eyes and listen to her talk. And you'll be mesmerized by this voice actress, which makes perfect sense because it's a show about being on the radio and using your voice. Wow. Whoever casted this person deserves a Tony or an Emmy or whatever the Japanese equivalent of that is because it was so well casted an incredible show. Wave. Listen to me. Go check it out. If you haven't already. A really fun adult style show that we really don't see in anime a lot. So check that out if you haven't. Number two. Number two. This show was really good to me because it's a style of show that I kind of like D4 DJ. I'm not a big fan of like Japanese music. I'll put it that way, like historical music. If you are familiar with like last season. We had these snow white notes where they use the shamisen, which is like a three-string guitar. This is a better version of these snow white notes. And the show is called Kono Oto Tomare. And they play a Japanese style uh, instrument called a Kono. And it's like this group. There's seven of them. Uh, the Kono is like it's like laid down. It's probably six feet long, six, seven, eight feet long. It has like nine strings, kind of looks like a lay-down harp type of thing and it focuses on the music which is absolutely incredible like don't get me wrong like the music incredible but it also focuses on a really really fun thing that i enjoy in anime is the group dynamic of like having like this club you have seven people who all share like the same instrument that they play and they bond over that and bonding over that makes them bond over other things and become like really good friends and that was kind of i had that experience that growing up where i would bond with my friends i would i would go to like i was a huge nerd so no no surprise here i'd go to like a halo tournament or something like that play in a halo tournament with people meet people i would bond over halo or stuff like that or league of legends if you know me i was a huge league player and i would bond over those style of you know like hobbies and then grow that friendship into something like where i have met my best friend through these style these types of like hobbies and stuff like that and that's what kona Oto tamari does really well is incorporating this group dynamic and these group of friends into how do you go from friends to good friends to great friends to best friends how do you go from um You know like um a boy and girl relationship to a romantic interest i feel like the progression that they show in the show is absolutely wonderful it's top-notch it's one of the best i've seen in anime and also it has those elements where you can close your eyes and listen to them play and listen to this music that i was super unfamiliar with i've never heard of the kono until i watched this show i was like this slaps like this is great um yeah so there's definitely i'm a huge romance guy there's so many hints where like i feel like if we got like the third season it would develop way more but it's just like a really fun dynamic anime about a specific passion kind of like super cub was instead of motorcycles it's music and i think i'm finding like a a trend here of things that i really enjoy in my anime so if you haven't seen Kono Oto I would highly recommend checking it out. It has two seasons. It's on Funimation. It has a dub. Go check it out if you haven't. And before we get to number one, I was going to do like my honorable mentions because I wrote down, I think I did like 17. So seven or eight didn't make the list of my most underrated anime. So I was going to do that. So the other ones that didn't make the list were the Berserk movies. Obviously, I'm a huge Berserk fan, but... I thought that the Berserk movies did a fantastic representation of the Golden Age um, arc. I do believe Berserk 97 is better, but I think Berserk 97 is properly rated. So that's why I don't think it's uh, underrated. The Berserk movies are a little lower than I thought they would be. Because I thought that they did... I think if you read Berserk and you watch this, you'd be like, that was a really good interpretation of the Golden Age. And so that's why, to me, it was a little underrated. Also, Prison School, one of the funniest animes I've ever seen. It's way more. It is etchy, etchy comedy, but holy crap, that show is so funny. If you haven't seen Prison School and you like the the etchy comedy, go check out Prison School. Uh, Yamada kun and the Seven Witches, which to me is one of, it's a to me I think it's a very underrated like romance anime. It's interesting because the manga is 28 volumes and the show is I think 13 episodes and they kind of conclude everything in the anime I thought really well and just usually when you have that much content and then you compress it into that many episodes it's pretty bad most of the time and I thought that um, Yamada-kun did a great job at handling that so to me it's underrated I love it I've rewatched it like three times it's a really fun uh romance style with like a hint of supernatural stuff in it um, Asago to Kase san or Kase san and the Morning Glories. It is a movie, it is a Yuri romance. Uh, usually, this is true in this movie too, but a lot of times in Yuri and Yaoi and stuff like that, where nothing really develops, I should just say, in romance anime in general, unless we get like four seasons a lot of time nothing really develops. And this is kind of similar to that, but to me this was like really pure-hearted and wholesome um style of romance compared to adding unnecessary drama for the sake of drama. It's just high school girls figuring out who they are and finding out that they are attracted to each other. And I really enjoyed that style of um like yuri and yaoi. A lot of times in yuri and yaoi like Every character is gay, like every single one. If you saw *Citrus*, like every girl uh given every dude, and to me, like it kind of like I don't like. Th- it's not that I don't like like that element, but it just seems like it, it. The interactions didn't seem as real. Where in this show, it did really seem like they were the only two that were like attracted to each other, or to like in the sense they're like the only like lesbians, and. It it felt more real because that's kind of like what it is in real life where it's, I I don't know what the percentage of the population is gay. It's like 10% or something like that, or at least like admits it or something like that. I don't know the statistics, but not every single person is gay. And to me, when we had those interactions between two people who were, it felt way more real. And I really enjoyed that dynamic and style of uh, kase san and the Morning Glories. Uh, Zombieland Saga. I didn't put this on because season two is getting. I, I've been watching its score and it's been climbing like every day. So, Zombie Land Saga is a, a fantastic show. It's a parody of idol culture and it's about zombie idols. The show is incredible. Season one has like a seven point five on Mau, which was I think is absolutely silly. I thought it was at minimum a nine. The show is absolutely genius. Same with season two. Season two was fantastic. I think that's the reason why I left it off this because. Season 2 is getting so highly rated. But if you haven't seen Zombieland Saga and you like comedy, you should watch Zombieland Saga. Um, And the last one is called Decadence. It aired last year. Decadence is a combination of Attack on Titan and the movie Her. So it, it has like a really interesting dynamic that I really haven't seen in anime. Really cool. Uh, if you're a fan of... The sci-fi. um If you like AOT, you should probably watch Decadence. I think it's a better version of Attack on Titan, to be honest. It's a little different. There's way more like political stuff in AOT, but it's like that stylish show of fighting. You know, unknown creatures and stuff happens. It's really fun. Go check it out. So, those are my honorable mentions. And just to recap, uh before we get to number one, the, my actual list number ten was Asobi Asobase. Number nine was Summer Wars. Number eight was Akudama Drive. Number seven was Boferi. Number six was Super Cub. Number five was Knights of Sandonia. Number four was D4 DJ. Number three was Wave Listen to me. And number two was Kono Oto Tomare. Number one to me. Uh this show is insanely underrated. Um it was one of the easiest times i've ever given in my life i think the reason why this show isn't high like highly rated more is because it's a short it is 12 minute episodes it's one season but what they do is they take the style of a romance and incorporate or, or like a romantic uh couple story and incorporate into six different ones and if you haven't heard the show it's called suri zuri children Serizuri Children takes the dynamics of six different types of couples in an anime and makes it just super fun and enjoyable to watch. We have like, um, the jock and the shy music girl as like kind of the couple. We have like the stereotypical couple. We have the outgoing girl and the shy boy. We have the childhood friend. We have the, um, like first time crushes being together it has like a really interesting and fun dynamic that I don't I have never seen in anime. Um, things that would make this super underrated: the sub and the dub are both incredible. The voice acting in this show is so good; it is so easy to watch. Uh, you can watch it in. I think you watch the entire show in under three hours. It's really quick. Yeah, done my math. It's like two and a half hours, the entire show. Um, the rewatchability is off the charts. You find new things with the couples each time you watch it. Pretty conclusive ending. I know that the manga touched on it more, but I felt like it did a really good job at going through the different types of relationships with the different type of people in those relationships. Uh, you have like the full on couple who are like ready to have sex to the guy who's never talked to a girl before we have that entire dynamic in this show the show is insanely underrated i love surrey surrey children i can't talk about it enough if you haven't seen it i believe it's on crunchyroll whatever you're a fan of sub dub does not matter the show is so good as long as you're a fan of like romantic comedies this is a the drama is pretty light there are definitely some drama elements but i'd say this is like 98 a rom-com Check out Suri Zuri Children if you have not. Highly, highly recommended to me. It's in like my top like 13 anime of all time. I love Suri-Zuri Children. And that concludes the episode. Wow, I talked for almost 50 minutes straight. And my throat hurts, but if you made it this far, thank you so much. Uh if you are a fan of the podcast or a fan of me or a fan of anybody that's on the podcast. And you want to support us. The best way to do that is if you like, like, comment, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to. If you're on like uh, iTunes, if you leave us a review, whether it's good or bad. It, it helps us. It helps me get better. It helps the podcast get better. I would I greatly appreciate that. Um, we are also – I'm a very act, uh, social person. Our Discord super active. If you are looking for somewhere to talk anime, manga, politics, sports – pop culture anything we have a great active discord uh mostly like young adults we're probably anywhere until like we're like anywhere from like 18 to like 30 is like the range of our discord so but anybody is welcome just if you're wondering like the style we don't have like 12 year old incels in our discord so that's a huge plus thanks to everybody who keeps our discord active you can find that in our socials in the link tree in the description below uh and if you have social media i am most active on twitter you can follow us on twitter that's what you say annie that's what you say a and i on twitter you can stay up to date on the podcast um next week we are doing our watch club we are watching here and there something something it's like a 1990s isekai it's kind of like a staple of the isekai genre so that'll be really interesting and if you join our discord we also have you can vote on shows that we will watch for watch club we also have a manga club it's kind of like a book club but for manga we meet every other sunday and we are reading vagabond this time around but you can like vote on manga that you want to read it's really cool so if you made this far thank you again we'll see you in a week we do every monday uh thanks again and we'll see you then